sick of them coming at me again Cause if I was a man Then I'd be the man I'd be the man Morning, Akoto. Good morning. Welcome to News Talk ZB. What do all of these songs have in common? A Kiwi by the name of Joel Little. Yeah, Joel has had a remarkable career. So he started out in a pop punk band that you might have heard of, a band called Goodnight Nurse. And I've been bugging Brooke our producer in the ad break to make sure that she tees up some of that for us very soon. But after playing in his pop punk band, Joel taught himself to produce music to pay the bills. And in 2013, an album Joel worked on with a little known 15 year old artist made massive waves both here and overseas. It was, of course, Lord and her album Pure Heroin. It sent Joel on a trajectory to work with some of the biggest names in the music business and, of course, to the Grammys, where Joel won a Grammy Award. He's now bringing it full circle with a passion project called Big Fan here in New Zealand to help flourish up-and-coming New Zealand artists. Throw in a one-off Goodnight Nurse reunion tonight and Joel is one busy man. He's with us this morning. Kia ora, good morning. Kia ora. nice to be here. I um, it's great to be speaking with you. I, I want to paint a picture. The year is two thousand and four, Cashmere yes. High School in Christchurch. Yep. And a big name three piece from Auckland comes for a lunchtime performance in the Cashmere High School Performing Arts Centre. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I'm I'm front row, along with my bandmates. We're playing very average punk pop. Every song goes dun 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 dun, <laughs> and you are there leading Goodnight Nurse, and what I've come to understand was the single biggest tour of any New Zealand band ever. Can you describe that to me? Man, I didn't. I had no idea that you were there at that show. Huge fan. Whoa. I mean, it was one of 120 school yeah. performances that Goodnight Nurse, I think, performed then. Yeah, we did 120 shows in five months. Um, so we did. We were doing six between six and eight shows a week. Um, five <laughs> and, and here I was feeling so special. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's all a bit of a blur now. I mean, yeah, when was that? 19 years ago. But um, yeah. but we had a great time. Yeah, six to eight shows a week. We were doing five schools, sometimes six schools. And then we would do an all ages and an R18 show on yeah. the weekend. Um, yeah. I mean, that was how we how we became like a semi-well-known band. Like No one really knew about us before that, but we would go around and meet every single kid at every single school that we could and just... Uh, try and put on a good show and just slog it out for five months and by the end of it people kind of knew who Goodnight Nurse was. So that was 19 years ago. How is it being back playing with Goodnight Nurse <laughs> after almost two decades? Oh man, it's it's super fun. I mean, yeah, it's been, um, it's been great to kind of reconnect in that way with the guys. It's so different yeah. now because back then... We were, it was like do or die. We've got to we've got to crack it with this band. This like this is all this is all we've got. I mean, man. Like in the New Zealand context, you guys really did crack it. You had a lot I of mean, success. We had a lot of success, but like yeah, we never had enough success to 
like make a living off of or anything no, like no, that. No. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, I could I could support myself in my little flat and eating my you know two minute noodles every yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Um, but once I had a kid, <laughs> you know, that was when I was like, oh man, that's when she, that's when that's when things get real, <laughs> and you have to figure some other stuff out. Um, yeah, but it's it's been a it's been a blast. It's been really fun. We've got we do it's a lot of work for one show is it we're just doing yeah, this right. one mic and yeah, yeah. Man show. Yeah. Like you forget all the things that you actually have to do and we've put and we've ended up recording a song and all of that it's been really fun like there's yeah do, is there like pressure that comes with it now or is there kind of are you kind of driven by nostalgia as much as anything else where you know you you know that you're you don't have to feed your children off this performance yeah you know yeah yeah no uh, yeah it's just it's more just the challenge of trying to do it my wife yeah. when, when when we got the um when we got the the offer through for my chemical romance i was talking to my wife about it she was like are you having a midlife crisis <laughs> <laughs> i was like i don't am i i don't know so the um, offer came from them uh it came from the promoter yeah right uh, it's for us to support yeah to be the support band. yeah yeah um yeah but no it's just it's just I don't know. It's fun. It's been really fun to to see if we could do it again. And we didn't know if we could. So when they first made the offer, we were like, we'll just let us get together and have like a, a little jam. And, and yeah. when we did, we were like, oh, crap. Like, even though it's 13 years later, we can still kind of play these songs. Still like, got it. Yeah, still, yeah. The old magic's still there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it'll be fun. Oh, it's so cool. If you had um, said to me at 17 uh, in the Cashmere High School Performing Arts Auditorium, that one of the band members uh, performing in front of me during our lunch hour would become a Grammy winner. Um, no disrespect to, to Goodnight Nurse or to the pop punk scene at the time, but I I don't think mm-hmm. I necessarily would have pick, picked it. Ha, no. ha, how does, can you give us the condensed version? How do you go from that mm-hmm. and thinking, man, this is great for my flat and for my two minute noodles, but I probably can't eke out a life for a young family yeah. how, how do you go from that to producing songs for literally the world's biggest artists yeah i mean yeah first of all i don't think i mean it never even entered my mind that winning a grammy was a possibility because it wasn't really a thing that happened ever to people from new zealand um so so okay the short the short version is um, we made our second Goodnight Nurse album. I had a, a, our first kid mm. at the time, and I was like, how am I, How do I, like, now things are real. How do I support yeah. our family and still do the thing that I love to do? Um, and so I started, like, I was just doing all sorts, playing acoustic covers on the weekends, yeah. um, whatever I could to, to pay the bills. And then an opportunity came up to try and write a song for a TV commercial. And, and so, like, we spent a day writing the song. Uh, we got the ad made a bunch of cash and i was like man if i can do this like semi-regularly then this will be easy to support the family yeah, and so i yeah. like i bought some uh recording gear I, me and a friend were, were making the songs up to that point sam mccarthy who was in goodnight nurse and then um but he was getting busy because we'd done this album for kids of 88 which was his yep. band and they started to kick off um so i just bought some gear started figuring out how to record anytime uh, somebody called and said can you do a, a country song or a you know uh uh, R&B song or whatever yeah. I'd be like totally yeah. and then I would like YouTube how to make an R&B song <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um, but I just I just got good quickly and then you know that started to grow um, the studio an opportunity came up to start a studio because I was doing the, the music for the TV commercials mm. I was like cool I want to do the ads but I want to work with artists 
most of all, like I want to, I'll do the ads on the side yeah. to pay for the studio, but I want to have artisan. I know I'm not going to make any money off it, but whatever. Um, and then pretty early on was when I met Ella. Um, yeah. She came in, started, we started messing around with ideas um, on the school holidays, things like that. And when she had time off school, she was 15. Um, and obviously she uh, became Lord. One day we wrote Royals and put out this EP for free. It just took the world by storm somehow like it just kind of connected with people the timing was right there yeah. was something about it that was special i think the songs were really special and then i started seeing on facebook and stuff people sharing the songs that didn't yeah, know that right. i had anything to do with it and they were being like check out this girl and i was like oh something's going on here and it yeah snowballed like crazy and life's crazy that's um that's amazing eh? and then obviously the trajectory from that point and from that success is mm. maybe kind of linear. Um, I'll just list some names just for our audience's sake because um, I know that you probably won't. But Lord, obviously, Taylor Swift, Broods, Sam Smith, Imagine Dragons, Ellie Golding, Khaled, Sean Mendes. I, I know there are gazillions <laughs> more, like, like massive, absolute top tier artists whom you've worked with. Mm. Is, there, is there a consistent quality when it comes to that level of success that you notice in artists? Like, is there is there like an X factor or a magic or anything? Or Because I can imagine that, I mean, they're making quite different music, yeah. different, quite diverse backgrounds. But mm -hmm. is there is there something you, you notice? I mean, they're all... They're all incredibly talented. Like there's none of them have got there by luck. Right. Like they're all, they're all amazing at what they do. Um, they all have generally have a pretty clear idea of of who they are and what they want. I don't know. I I don't think there's they're they're all unique. They all have different qualities and approach things differently. Um, they're all just incredibly talented. I think it's probably the main thing. Yeah. Why did you come back to New Zealand? Like, because you could, I mean, you, if you wanted, okay, let me ask it this way. Could you have just, could you have feasibly continued living the American LA, like top tier producing life for decades to come? Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I, like, I mean, and I yeah. still, I still work over there. Yeah. Like I still go over there. Um, Pretty regularly. Lot. I was over yeah. there a lot last year. Um, once we could travel again. Um, I love going over there, but I don't know. Uh, originally, the agreement with my wife was we'll go over there for two years after the Lord stuff mm. kicked off. Um, we were there for four, and our kids were going to school there. It got to the point where our youngest daughter was, she'd almost lived there for as long as she'd lived here. Yeah, right. And we started to feel kind of weird about it. We were like, we are, I, I'm, I, I love New Zealand. I'm a very proud New Zealander. And we wanted our kids to feel like they had the connection with New Zealand and all of our family is here. We wanted them to, to, have the connection with the family. Um, so we just decided that uh, it was, that I could probably travel and get enough work done and kind of not not be like yeah. slogging it out. And, and that's, you know, just, I mean, LA is like a funny place too. Like I, I think that my music has actually got better since I've moved back because when you're there, there's so much going on and so many opportunities when you're at the level that I've kind of got to um, that, it's it's almost like hard to say no to everything because yeah, it's right. all so exciting. Yeah. And so being here just means that I, I go over there for like a two week stint. I write with a bunch of people. I come back here, get a bit of space from the the craziness of LA and the industry and the access that everybody has to you and just get to work on songs kind of quietly here. Yeah, and I think right. that's actually made me creatively better. That's interesting. Yeah, I like it. I like the separation. And I feel like I've started having artists come down here to work now 
Yeah. And I think they really like that too. They like not being a, being as close to everyone so that the A&R guy can't pop around and put yeah. his two cents in. And, you know, it's just, uh, there's something about here where things just feel a little more relaxed and you feel like the creativity can, can flow a little better. You are also giving back. Tell us about Big Fan. Yeah. Well, Big Fan is, uh, has been a real labor of love. Um, Big Fan is a, is a building, uh, a studio and venue complex that my wife and I have um, been developing. Um, we bought the building back in 2019. Mm. Um, it's a not-for-profit, I should say. It's a not-for-profit, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've, we've, uh, we've set up a charitable foundation that, um, that runs the, the building and all the work that goes on there. And yeah, so it's a not-for-profit studio and venue facility. The whole idea is that we're trying to give access to world-class yeah. recording equipment, um, PA systems, all the stuff that I would have loved to have when I was an up and coming musician. We want to give people access to that. Uh, we really feel like there's so much talent here that doesn't even get a chance to find out that they have the talent, you know, they yeah. don't get a chance to explore um, what they what their potential is. And so we've tried to create a space that encourages that, that welcomes that and can cater for people at all levels, whether you're a preposterously generous thing to do. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it was always something that we, my wife and I had talked about doing, you know, finding yeah. a way to give back in some way. Yeah. Um, it was something that I thought that maybe I would do like when I was a bit older and a bit more washed up or something, like just to keep <laughs> me busy. But then it yeah. kind of, we were like, well, why, like, why wait? Well, congratulations. I just feel like, maybe that gig at Cashmere High School in 2004 was the sort of turning point for you. Yeah. And ever since then, you know, it's just been up and up and up. But no, <laughs> I mean, honestly, congratulations on an amazing career in life thus far and all the very best for your performance with um, Goodnight Nurse and My Chemical Romance. It's going to be amazing. Thank you, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank you for having me. It's nice to chat. That is Joel Little. And this is Goodnight Nurse. How good? Oh, let's crank it, bro. Come on. Just for all time's sake. It's done and there's no way to take it back. Mistake of me, the pain I never had. There is no way to justify oh. it so. Now why you hear us live tonight? Go. This is the end. Have everything. Goodbye, my only. This week on The Parenting Hangover, we have a very special guest, Hamish Blake of Hamish and Andy fame of the podcast, How Other Dads Dad is our guest on the podcast. He's like a dad that I definitely idolise. I'm really excited for this. Here I am freaking out about what we're going to talk about. And then we both just agreed like a minute before it started, just banter to him like he's a regular dad. And that's what we did. And he's just a legendary dad. So I'm, I'm stoked for you guys to hear this one. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.